Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint scripture poetry podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. The reading this week is Matthew chapter 18 and Luke chapter 10. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by the story of Martha being overburdened with serving as recorded in Luke chapter 10 verses 38 through 42. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Troubled. I love the rhythmic resist and yield of knead, turn, knead, aroma of feeding yeast and baking bread, promise of full bellies, happy chatter, family gathered to table. I wish I could hear Jesus teach as I work and wash, that disciples would quiet their clattering cups and calls to fetch and fill. If only I knew how to be two places at once, to serve and satisfy, and also sit and listen, to give myself to others while saving a good part for myself. The subject of this poem can be a little touchy for me, and maybe it is for other women as well. I don't like feeling defensive on Martha's behalf. Possibly I don't understand the whole situation because of translation issues and seeing things through the lens of a different culture. On the one hand, I think what Jesus is saying to Martha is that she doesn't have to be just a hostess. She can enjoy sitting and listening to him preach as well, and he doesn't want to deny that privilege to anyone, including Mary. On the other hand, if you have a lot of visitors in your house, it does create a lot of work. There are situations where not only can you not set your work aside, it is necessary and has to get done, but the very performance of the work is a service to others that provides them with a lot of help and comfort. I guess I feel a little irritated that the other disciples didn't think to jump in and help Martha so she could have time to listen as well. I sense that is the frustration she's voicing when she asked Jesus to tell Mary to help her. In any case, this poem is more a comment on my personal feeling of dilemma. I would like to have all the free time and ability to do all the things I want to do, both studying for my own benefit and serving for others' benefit. I will admit that this is less of a problem for me now as I'm older because I have fewer demands on my time from small children and housework. If anything, I need to be careful that I don't go too far the other direction and ignore my family's needs because I'm busy with something personal. There was a good quote from the 2019 Come Follow Me resource from Sister Bonnie D. Parkin, former Relief Society General President. She said, Mary and Martha are you and me. These two loved the Lord and wanted to show that love. On this occasion, it seems to me that Mary expressed her love by hearing his word, while Martha expressed hers by serving him. Jesus did not dismiss Martha's concern, but instead redirected her focus by saying, Choose that good part. And what is that? The one thing that is needful is to choose eternal life. We choose daily. This quote reminds me that life is full of trade-offs between good things, good, better, and best things. 
We often don't have access to every good thing. We can't do everything we want to do, so we have to choose carefully and sometimes relinquish one good thing to gain another better thing. And by keeping this in mind, instead of feeling resentment or loss when I have to let go of one thing, I can choose to feel gratitude for the better thing that I have accepted in its place. I'm really interested in hearing how other people feel about this story. So if you are at all inclined, visit my Facebook page at Latter-day Saint Poetry and comment below this podcast post. One thing to note in the structure of this poem is the use of assonance and alliteration. Assonance means that close or adjacent words have similar vowel sounds, while alliteration means close or adjacent words have similar sounds at the beginning of each word. In this poem, examples of assonance include yield, need, and feeding yeast in the first stanza. They all have an E sound. Examples of alliteration include work and wash, clattering cups and calls, and fetch and fill. Why does poetry often include these two devices? assonance and alliteration. One reason is that the repetitive sounds make the lines more memorable, especially in earlier times when poetry was commonly memorized for recitation or personal enjoyment. Using devices like this aid the reader in committing it to memory. Another reason is that the sound of words can create a mood for a poem. For instance, um, repetitive long O sounds might evoke a more solemn, sad feeling. Uh, Repeated sounds can also have an onomatopoeic effect. For example, the hard sounds of clattering cups and calls brings to mind the clinking of dishes while waiting table. And softer consonants could be used for softer types of poetry like lullabies or love poems. Now I'll read the poem for you again. Troubled. I love the rhythmic resist and yield of knead, turn, knead, aroma of feeding yeast and baking bread, promise of full bellies, happy chatter, family gathered to table. I wish I could hear Jesus teach as I work and wash that disciples would quiet their clattering cups and calls to fetch and fill. If only I knew how to be two places at once, to serve and satisfy and also sit and listen, to give myself to others while saving a good part for myself. That's all for today. You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash Latter-day Saint Poetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's m-e-r-r-i-j-a-n-e-rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.